Giants Training Camp 2022 is presented by Ford, the official SUV of the New York Giants. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Welcome to the Giants Huddle. I'm Paul Tatino, and today we'll hear from the newest members of the Giants Ring of Honor. As always, you can catch the huddle on Giants.com slash podcasts and all of your favorite podcast platforms. Running backs Joe Morris, Otis Sanderson, and Rodney Hampton, defensive end Leonard Marshall, running back receiver Kyle Rote, safety Jimmy Patton, and trainer Ronnie Barnes will increase the ring to 50 Giants legends when they go in on Monday night, September 26th against the Dallas Cowboys. Morris remains in the team's all-time top five with nearly 5,300 rushing yards, running for 48 touchdowns and 19 100-yard games. In typical fashion, the Super Bowl XXI champion credited others, specifically his offensive line of Benson, Ard, Oates, Godfrey, and Nelson. It's just something special to me because we came and we did some things together as a team in 86. Think about this. Uh, Brad's in a tough situation with his hip, hip now. You know, Carl... Went through all the stuff he's went through. Uh, you know, Billy R., Bardos, uh, Chris Godfrey. Mm-hmm. Those guys made that possible for me. And, you know, it, 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 it's just for me, I never did it alone. And you know that. It was about my teammates. Rodney Hampton is still in the Giants' all-time top three with nearly 6,900 yards rushing, including 49 touchdowns and 17 100-yard efforts. The Super Bowl 25 champion expressed great appreciation for the honor. Oh, man, this is going to be special. No, I'm from Texas. I'm going to have uh, be home with all my Giants fans because they're the one made it possible for me. All the chin, like you told me one thing, you remember the Giants fans are going to be here. When you're doing good, they're going to cheer you. And we're not doing your job, you're going to hit also. So it's just going to be special for me, man, just being in my own name. They're going to be there forever. And my family and kids and probably their kids can come to the stadium. And I always see my name, so they're going to be very special to me. Leonard Marshall was a key pass rusher during both the Super Bowl XXI and XXV title runs on his way to nearly 80 sacks as a giant. He's always valued the franchise's history and is grateful to have been a part of it. I knew who E. Rich Barnes was. Uh-huh. You know, I was good friends with E. Rich and Violet. I knew who Dick Lynch was. I knew who Sam Huff was. When I left the team uh, in my travels and, and joined the Jets and then joined the Redskins, I'll never forget it. Sam Huff was the first guy I saw when I walked in the Redskins mm-hmm. building. And he said, I'm going to unretire your number, my number, so you can wear it here as a Redskin. That was a huge honor for me. So I said to Sam, I'm going to know you the rest of my life, probably the rest of your life. And it was just an honor. So that I think these young kids should get with and come to understand that there's people that have walked in your shoes. Get to know those people or know something about them. And I think it can help enable them to be successful. Otis Anderson also owns rings from Super Bowls 21 and 25, having run for 102 yards at a touchdown in the latter victory over Buffalo. Team President John Mara's announcement of Anderson's induction nearly left him at a loss for words. One of the most exciting part of my life I've ever been. I've been. For, I'm speechless, really. You know, that's never me. I, I, I just can't believe it because it was nicely done. It, it was something that uh, I didn't even think that was ever going to be possible. And the reason why I said that 
is because I knew I was a Cardinal for so many years and own all the records in, in uh, St. Louis history, our Cardinal history, and I understood the process. You know, the process, if you're not really drafted here, I didn't think that was ever an issue. So I I didn't know. I didn't think that was going to ever happen. I didn't program my body or my mind to think that I was going to one day be part of Giant tradition and, and the legacy of what Giants is all about. When, when, when John say once a Giant, always a Giant, that, 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 that really resonated now more than anything else because, you know, the, 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 the work that I put in to, to make the Giants organization what it is and, and the men who I play with make them proud to be a Giant to wear that uniform. That's what I told this kid. That uniform means a lot. And, you know, and to be, Part of that ring of honor, man. It's it's a it's a great honor, great honor. One of the all-time great. I'm in Miami, great uh, ring of honor. The Cardinals just put me in the St. Louis Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I just got the ring of honor. Canton, here he comes, Jeff. Canton. It's like what they say about champions. And Parcells used to say it. Once you did it, you've done it, and they can't take it away. That's right. That's right. And that's what you're finding out uh, as my journey moves forward. Um, unexpected accolades are coming and. I'm just taken away with it, and I, I just appreciate people remembering people, um, understanding the work that me and all my teammates put in to, to be to be the best. Because that's what you always want to be. You want to be the best. And when your your team select you to be in that part, it's telling you that everything you did, you did right. Mm-hmm. You represented the, the the organization. You made good choices. You did everything that is it expected when you put on that uniform that's why i take it that's what mm-hmm. i take from it and i just feel honored that i could have done that ronnie barnes is a member of the national athletic trainers association hall of fame and has been with the giants since 1976 the late kyle Rote was drafted as a running back and became a pro bowl receiver he played in four nfl title games with the giants and won a ring in 1956 Late safety Jimmy Patton was a five-time All-Pro who played in five championship games with Big Blue and was part of the 56 title run. Congratulations to these seven men, the latest inductees into the Giants' ring of honor. Giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2022 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seats starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. But what about the current edition of Big Blue? Now in its first season under GM Joe Shane and head coach Brian Dable. Otis Anderson says only time will tell. Uh, you're right. The jury's still out on whether or not these guys are going to be able to execute the new system. But uh, one thing you have to say that at this point in time, we did need change. And to have that whole uh, GM and head coach come in and try to bring and implement the change. So I, I think we've got to be patient. But I think we got good things going to happen. You were part of a couple of different offenses with the Cardinals and the Giants. How radically different is this from a traditional old-style kind of offense that maybe the Giants have been running for years and that these holdover players will have to get used to? It's definitely different. Um, you know, we, we line up two tight ends and we just smash the heck out of people. Uh, I, that's not seen to be the philosophy of these new era of football. It seemed to be 11 personnel or 12 personnel, which is mostly wide receivers and uh, maybe one running back. And that seemed to be the, the lead way of, of speeding the game up and, and making the game more uh, more scoreable. 
I'm not, our game was long and boring, but you know, that's, that's how we did it. You know, that's what win championships. You, you know? got a ring that way. Yeah. Yeah. Got a couple <laughs> of rings. Got two rings two. that way. So, so, um, you know, it's going to get used to, um, us old guys looking at what they're trying to do now because, you know, we like if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. And we have been successful with and the team behind us, the one that Eli had, has been successful with the two big backs and they're just pounding the ball down there, you know, tight end, two tight ends sometimes. And, you know, so now, again, we got this new flair, you know, this open offense, and this could be interesting to see what happens. The quarterback becomes much more important because he's got to deliver a lot more passes and he's got to read a lot more, and him and the receivers have to be on the same page, and they've got so much flexibility in this offense. What do you see in Daniel Jones that makes you believe he can take it to another level with a newfangled scheme? Well, I'm, I'm a fan of Daniel Jones. Uh, I, I think when you look back at where he was drafted and you look at the people who who vouched for him, you know, Eli, Peyton, and Archie, because he was in a school. So I, I think we got the best of the litter when it came down to, to that. Uh, I, I think the system that he had wasn't conducive to him, and that's why he wasn't as successful. Uh, I think he he lost, like all the rest of them, and Barkley would say the same thing. They lost faith in the offensive line as far as what they was capable of doing. And as a player, if you lose faith in your offensive line, you start running for your life before your life is threatened. And you saw a lot of that with Barkley, and you saw that with Daniel. A lot of times he just kind of threw the ball to where he thought uh, receivers should have been, and a lot of receivers didn't get where they should have been. And, you know, it looked bad. He had a lot of interceptions and, and a lot of fumbles. But a lot of that is not Daniel Jones' fault. A lot of it is part of his scheme. Another part is uh, everybody not being on the same page. So hopefully – Again, with this, with, with Brian's and offense, the way he's mathematic, you know, I think we got a chance to see something different. And you know, right now we we hoping for anything based on what we saw the last five six years. So. It looks as though he'll be doing some more rollouts, more moving pockets, and that kind of stuff. I don't necessarily know if he's going to actually rush the ball more. We know Josh Allen did a lot of that when he was with the Bills. I think when you put your quarterback at risk as a running back, then you put yourself at risk of him not making it through the whole season. Um, that don't last long. You know, you get away with it for two or three weeks, but overall, um, if he's your decision maker, he's the one that make your offense go, then you can't put him at risk. Then again, why do you put all this money into running backs if you're not going to use it? Okay, quarterback called quarterback. You know, stand back there, throw the ball. Running backs are running backs. So, unless football has really changed their method of what those two jobs titles are, then I'm totally lost because running back runs with the football, quarterback throws the football. That's how I grew up. That's where I was taught. And the only time the quarterback actually ran with the football was when a play broke down and he saw an opportunity to make something special happen. Other than that, he stood back there and threw the ball. Sim did it very well. Well, speaking of running backs, Saquon Barkley, after a couple of years of, of really being banged up, uh, has had a healthy offseason for the first time in a while and looks as though he's as spry as ever and has all of his tools operating at maximum efficiency. Can we think about him as a rookie again when he had 2,000 yards from scrimmage? Is that the kind of guy the Giants fans are going to see? I don't know if you can go back to that because, again, you're talking about injuries. Injuries change a lot of things. Um you know, and then you don't know how good you're going to be until you 
push those injuries to the point where uh, when fatigues come in, what happens now? You know, those things have to be still evaluated. I, I'm Trust me, those are still questions in his mind. Even though last year he did okay and he kind of got through most of the season. But, you know, you come in fresh, you come in able to do all the things you want to do. In his head, he believes he is that person that was once mm-hmm. back in rookie camp. But until he get hit and until he plays the game for more than one week, that's when, you know, that's going to come out to whether or not he knows that he is where he needs to be at. So it may take two or three weeks, my now, opinion. Now, what's interesting about this, Otis, is that in this offense, they're looking at him to do a lot of receivers stuff. What impresses you about his ability and skill set that will allow him to become more of a receiver on some plays than a running back? Again, it's a scheme. You know, the scheme dictate how you, you know, use a person and him showing the ability to catch the football very well in, in open space gives him that opportunity to experiment. Like we had Megat, they did a lot of that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had shorter routes they would throw to, you know, myself or Joel. But when you saw running routes that was seven, eight yard deeper, you want a guy who got real good hands and really got good vision and, and Barkley seemed to have all of that. Don't miss your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giants games and world-class concerts in 2022 as a Giants suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. It's funny you, you mentioned, Megan, because Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker, I just talked to him the other day, and he said in some ways Barkley reminds him of a blown-up Megan. When I look at they make it, they make it being shorter and not as not as bulky as Barkley. So he seemed to be more fluent. Barkley seemed like the guy. If he caught it in open space, it's going to be hard to tackle mm-hmm. because of his power and his speed. Megan was a little more elusive because he was a little smaller and weighed a lot less. So that, that's the differences. This offensive line seems to have a lot more grit and talent, quite honestly, than the offensive lines the Giants have had in recent years. When you played here with the Giants, that was about as tough a feisty an offensive line as the league had. How important is that mentality and that philosophy of we're going to punch you in the mouth aside from just being able to execute the plays? Well, you need some dogs on your line. You need somebody who's going to fight and going to have that grit, like you say, and it, it starts with that old line. Somebody got to take that initiative. Somebody got to be that leader that when you line up in front of the person in front of you, you and the rest of them guys, y'all got work to do. You got a job to do, and you're going to make it happen. So I don't know if they have that yet, but like what you're saying, uh, you know, they ain't hit nobody yet. It's practice. You know what I'm saying? In practice, we all look good in practice. That's like shooting basketball. Everybody looks good shooting the ball until somebody put their hand in your face. So preseason, again, it, it's like practice. It's an upscale practice. You're going to get a chance to see some of the pieces of what you're trying to execute. But I wouldn't get excited about preseason game because it's preseason game. They don't count. Week one, that's when we're going to know what we got. Week two. That's what we're going to know. So until then, I'm going to hold my accolades on the whole team until I see two or three games. What is your initial impression, again, understanding that you won't grade them until you get to the regular season, of this wide receiving core? I do like what I see. And based on what it used to look like, oh, they get an A. <laughs> they get an A. <laughs> just oh, just look and organization-wise <laughs> back there, you know, the way they move around, the way they come in and out of drills, 
Chi-chi, give them an A for that. Everything else got to be still be seen. All right. One of the things that they have definitely employed here, a lot of pre-motion stuff before the snap, a lot of schematics going on, as opposed to just lining up and taking it to somebody. What are your thoughts in terms of being able to handle that offense, gelling with so many new guys, having to be on the same page? It can be difficult. Well, what they're trying to do when you have a lot of motion is they're trying to get a quarterback an opportunity to understand coverage. And that makes his job easy when he moves people around. If somebody follows, then it could be man-to-man. If he goes and nobody follows, that means zone. It's football simple. I don't know why they're trying to make it so complicated. It's, you know, X's and O's don't change. But, you know, it's these geniuses, coordinators that try to make the game more than what it is. But, again, it helps the quarterback. It helps everybody that understands what's going on, and it makes the read route-wise and quarterback to receiver-wise on page. I think Parcells would tell you that when you guys were practicing and you had that great defense to go against, it helped you guys on offense. How much do you think Wink Martindale's complexities on defense can help this offense to improve themselves? Again, we got some old players from the old regime there. We got new players. We got offensively the same thing. I don't know. I really don't know. I can't really say because of, you know, it's still, they're still learning. They're still trying to figure it all out. Remember, these are new coaches in a whole new offense, a whole new defensive scheme. I don't think they roll over anything from the past regime of people who they had here. So, so everything is new. And when you got new stuff, you're going to have mistakes. You're going to have quite a few mistakes. But hopefully those mistakes not, you know, real critical ones because if you look at the Giants last year there were seven eight games that they were leading in the fourth quarter that technically you know should have won but did not so I'm hoping that they know how to finish that's the whole thing can you finish you know to, to lead three quarters means nothing you know can you win the four when time needed and when you need for your team to secure the clock when they have the ball and not give it back to the to the other team's offense. Those are the things that I'm looking for that I need to, to see and can't wait to see is, you know, can we do those little tangibles? Let me ask you to put your running back hat on again. Mm-hmm. You go up as another team against a Wink Martindale defense where he's got seven guys up on the line. He's blitzing safeties. He's blitzing corners. He's got guys coming from all over in any gap on any given play. How much of an issue is that for an offense to deal with? It's, it is, but it's not because you know who's coming and you know where they're coming from. I mean, even though you say these guys, listen, when you sit back and watch film, you're going to watch everything good and bad. We had a play where a team blitzed everybody and Mega ran what we call an escape route. And there was one guy that was supposed to cover Mega. Mega line up on the left side and he would escape to the right side of the line. All that traffic, he sneaks through, we got on sideline. So, there's some things you can do when you when you bring the whole house like that. Um, you just got to make sure that when you do that, you, your coverage is strong in the, in the secondary, and and those people that you putting all those people coming in because it's always going to be one man unaccountable, and that's the man for the quarterback. And that man is the one guy to get to the quarterback before he gets rid of that ball. Because if he gets rid of that ball, you're going to be in trouble. I got a feeling, Otis, no matter how it turns out, it's certainly going to be interesting to watch.
it's going to be all of that, Paul. I, I, I can't wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, it should be a very exciting year for Giants fans. As always, you can catch the Giants Huddle on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, and your favorite podcast platforms everywhere. Until next time, I'm Paul Dottino. So long, everybody.